Did you hear Hillbilly Horror Stories is doing an episode all about UFOs and aliens? It'll probably stop in two weeks. You're probably right. You are listening to HHS UF Only, a Hillbilly Horror Stories bonus episode. All right, Tracy, episode five of UF Only. Moving on up. We're already about three further than I thought we'd get. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> you just never know. All right, so last week we, we did a part one of the Bonnie Bridge UFO invasion, and we're going to kind of pick back up on that. Now, we covered the Sloggett family from 1992, and we covered a, the very first incident that happened in 1988. Mm-hmm. Now, most of these stories happened in the later part of 1992, which was something we brought up on the last one. So let's start up with September 20th. Stephen Wilson, now he brought his friend David Gillespie, and these two guys were driving from White Cross to Madison when they noticed a peculiar red object that was kind of hovering over a field near a housing uh, subdivision. It was oval, and they said it was sharply defined. Now the men heard no sound whatsoever and they were watching it for about one and a half minutes, they mm-hmm. said. So they got a good look at it, no sound. Now, like I said, that was September 20th. October 27th, so just a little over a month away, same year, 92, Patrick Forsyth and his two young sons were driving from Sterling, and they were on the A872, I guess, highway over there. They had just left a place called Dunapace, and... They said an object appeared about 100 yards in front of their car. This was about 25 to 40 feet above the road. It was black, circular, and two-tiered, so it had a couple levels to it. This one had a row of green lights around it. Here's the funny part. I guess odd part, I'll say not funny, ha-ha. They said suddenly this fog bank just appeared in front of the car. Patrick watched as the vehicle in front of them went into the bank and that vehicle skidded to one side. They followed the car, mm-hmm. which I don't know that I would have. Right. But they followed the car, and one of the boys watched the object just kind of recede quickly in the direction of a town called Grangemouth. <laughs> How weird is that? That is so weird. So now, now these UFOs are making fog banks and stuff. Ah, uh, hey, they got skills, man. All right, so now we're going to go just a couple of weeks later. This is November 11th. James Thompson was in the the Green Hill area of Bonnie Bridge. It was later in the evening. He observed two huge bright lights coming towards him. He said they were roughly 200 feet uh, off the ground. Mm -hmm. They passed over a nearby field. He said they were moving from side to side. If you remember last week, one of them said that they were kind of moving side to side, kind of jerk it, jerkily. Yeah. If that's a word. I don't think that is one, but that's well, okay. James said he saw some smaller lights on top of this object, and he heard a hum similar to the noise of that of, that a washing machine makes when it's on its final spin. That's bizarre. Now, it's, it's just so funny how they can go from making a noise to just being dead silent. Well, most of these... Everybody says makes a hum. Some of the other ones were dead silent. But like in this particular part of the, the world, when these were going on in uh, 92, most of the people said there was a hum. Mm-hmm. Now, this is four days later after that one. 
6 p.m. It's in Stanburn, which was near uh, Falkirk. A gentleman by the name of Mr. Napier and his daughter, they observe an oval object with three red lights that are set in a triangular configuration in the front and flashing white lights in the rear. So picture this kind of an oval-shaped object, but on the bottom of it, there's three lights. You got one in the front and two in the mm-hmm. back, which make a triangle. Sure. So that's what he's saying. It was, he said at first, it was really high in the sky. But then it started kind of dropping and moving towards the ground. So they watched it for about 10 minutes and they heard a humming sound. So again, with the humming sound. Then they said it flew off at a fast rate across the field on the opposite side of the road. Okay. I wonder, but I wonder if different lights, different colors mean different things. I don't know. On there. I don't know because some of these, some of these, as we learned in the last one, are like Tonka truck shapes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some of them are just spheres. Mm-hmm. Some of them are two stories. Some have triangular. I mean, that it doesn't seem to be the same object. Yeah. Here, even true. though all of them are in the same area, the same time frame, it doesn't seem to be the same object. Now this one is going to be a couple months later. So we went from November fifteenth to January seventeenth. So two months later, now we've come into the new year, nineteen ninety three. This is a few miles north of Bonnie Bridge, but a family was watching, basically in awe, as a UFO hovered over top of their home. Nine-year-old David Young was outside playing in the snow. This is about 9.15 in, in the evening. His mother, Mary, went out to call him in to uh, come in for the night. Mary said, I shouted to David, and he turned to me and said, Mom, look at the car in the sky. Oh, gosh. She said she looked up and she saw bright lights just like car headlights about 40 feet above the house. Again, this one is more like a car where like the Tonka truck thing was. Uh She called her boyfriend, Kevin. He came outside with her daughter, Jacqueline. Now, Kevin thought that that maybe it might be some kind of an aircraft, but he quickly realized that this actually couldn't be the case. So Mary described it as an oval with a square of red lights underneath, but inside that row of... uh, of red lights was a square row of white lights. So he basically so had, like, he had a bigger square of red yeah. than an inside square of white lights. She said there was also two lights at the front and two at the rear of the object. They said in about five minutes after the time they spotted it, it sped off making a humming sound. Now here's the best part. A little while later, on January 19th, 7 p.m., someone managed to film the objects. Oh, wow. And I'm trying to actually find this film, but I haven't been able to find it. Oh, God, that's so awesome. 27-year-old Jim Rogers, he was starting a short drive home from his father's house, who lives in Larbert. His attention was drawn to a very bright white object which seemed to be following his car. So as he kind of approached an intersection, he said his entire inside of the vehicle was completely lit up by a powerful light. He put his foot down on the accelerator and booked it. I'm sure. As soon as he arrived at the house, he runs in and he starts shouting for everybody to come outside. They watch as this object came toward the house making a humming sound. And at this point, Jim's sister came out of the house with a video camera. 
Now, she was joined by Linda, who is actually his wife, and she had a camera as well. So we've got two cameras. Mm-hmm. There were six witnesses altogether, and all of them were certain that it was not a conventional aircraft. Malcolm Robinson, we talked about him in the last one. He's the guy who does paranormal investigations yeah. and stuff like that and looked into some of this. He said he examined Linda's film, and hers was actually the better of the two. She said at last, the, the, the video she shot lasts about 18 seconds, and it shows initially a white light, which appears to eject smaller lights. Oh. Then Linda zooms in on object, and what appears as a vertical cylindrical object is lit in the middle. And just as it disappears, the object seems to dip and turn. I'm surprised she was had a steady enough hand to even do that. But yeah. good for her. Now, I'm going to let you in on the secret. Yeah. I have a guest, and, and I'm really taking my time on putting this out. This guy, this guy wrote me and said that he has evidence, video evidence and proof of a lot of stuff that's UFO related. He was very convinced of what he has. He's very concerned for the future of the world based on what he said he's seen and his evidence. And I did an interview with him. And I haven't released it yet because I want to make sure that it comes across as good as it should be. Anytime mm-hmm. somebody has a very strong take on a story, there's going to be a fair share of criticism from people mm-hmm. and skepticism. And I want to make sure that he gets his due respect when this comes out. I will tell you, out of every interview I've ever done, this is the most unique incredible story i've ever heard i'm not saying i uh that i'm believe it or don't believe it or any of that i'm not saying that yet i'm just saying it's a lot to take in but one of the things that he says in this story is that we have it all wrong that ufos are not solid objects they are lights they are portals And he said that what he has witnessed is these lights and other lights and beings actually come out of the light. Whoa. So he says most people think that they're solid objects, but from what he's seen, they are actually lights or portals with other lights that come out. And I'm saying, telling you this because in that part, they said that there appeared to be lights that came Came out out? of the other lights. Mm. So that's the only reason it caught my attention. Because I've done this interview with this guy. and Oh, my gosh. This is scary. Yeah. So, anyways, that's the uh, episode for this week. Five episodes in. That's pretty good. Who knows how long it'll last. I know. I'm having fun with it. I'm not going to lie. I am enjoying this. And I hope you guys are, too. Yeah. I hope you guys are enjoying. And thanks for hanging with us. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. We love you.